0: Good morning. Laurie's song is absolutely correct. Love is what's going to elevate the planet to where it needs to be. So I just want to take a moment. Why don't you just close your eyes? And I want to send out a powerful message of love to El Paso and to our state of Ohio for all the victims the shooters, the counselors, the police, emergency folks. We just simply permeate the planet with love. And so it is. So this morning and this month, we're going to focus on the trip of a lifetime. What are you doing with your life? And what trip are you creating to make it the adventure that it needs to be? And we're all in different seasons and places with where we are in our life. But the real question is, what is your destiny? What are you looking at and what is your focus? Because your destiny gets created by that which we focus on the power. So if we want to create the trip of a lifetime and we want to shift the planet, we want to shift ourselves and we want to create that destiny, we need to be incredibly focused on what we are doing and the energy we are sending out to the planet. What I realized is I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can always adjust my sails to reach my destiny. What I have known about destiny is that I have a plan and I create the plan in my head How many of you have ever had a plan in your head? Yeah. And then what happens? Shift happens. S-H-I-F-T. That's right. Shift happens. And shift means that dynamics begin to influence that destiny and the place where we want to be, where we want to go, and that which we want to create. And so this morning, I want us to look at that whole concept Of destiny and how we can shift it. So all you need is the plan, the roadmap, and the courage to press on to your destiny and the universe takes care of the rest. Now I can't guarantee anything about the map because God has other plans. Spirit seems to do that. What I know is that in the difficulties of reaching the destiny, it's really important for us to understand that difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations that what seems difficult in your life at this moment is actually a preparation for where you are going next. How many of you have had this experience? And the rest of you must be dead. Okay, good. (laughs) Always remember that your present situation is not your final destiny. The best is yet to come, and the plans in which we lay out. But getting there and how we get there is what I wanna look at this morning and what we bring to the table ...for this journey to begin to happen. So you cannot change your destiny overnight. But what I do know is you can change your direction overnight. That by changing a thought and changing your emotion... ...it absolutely can shift everything in your life. Read this with me. God laughs. That's exactly right. Because you and I were made in the divine image... ...that has no fear, no limitations and unlimited possibility. That's what you and I were created in. And so what happens is when we make a plan that doesn't allow that to unfold, God laughs. And the reason God laughs is that we are meant to unfold beautifully. And so the universe is bent on our behalf and oftentimes writes crooked lines straight, begins to really redirect us so that we have the opportunity to stand in the divine presence of who we are. Sometimes it's the journey that teaches you a lot about your destination. It is the painful things. It's the redirection that the universe often turns on us. So this morning, I have three ways that I think can help us really begin to understand unfolding of destiny and that which we are called to do. The first one is your map is your inner guide. It's not an outer guide. It's an inner guide. Say that with me. Your map... That's correct. It's an inner guide. The direction in which you need to absolutely turn your destiny is not found in the loud outside world. It's found in the quiet. It's found within your heart. In fact, it's whispering to you and to me if we would bother to listen. So we're going to look on how is it we can listen to that inner guide in the map. Secondly, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the present moment. It's interesting to say that as I go through chemo, and I'm feeling like crap. I'm not feeling like crap today. i'm I'm on drugs, so I'm doing all right. Um, so but, but, <laughs> Not that kind. So, enjoy the journey. and And so that's hard for me to sort of wrap my brain around because I oftentimes think, well, Part of my journey at the moment is nausea and lightheadedness and diarrhea. So, I'm not sure how you're supposed to enjoy that, but here's where I have landed with that. When I make it to the toilet on time, I'm like, yes! (laughs) Enjoy it. You have made it. You're not going to throw up. You have made it to the right place. But the other thing I have noticed is enjoying the destiny. My God Squad this week dressed me up as a fisherman. Anybody who knows who I am knows that that is not who I am, but it was a wonderful theme, and we had this big stuffed fish. And so we go in there, and people are just roaring, laughing, and asking questions and, and doing all kinds of things about that piece. And what I realized was that's what it means to enjoy the journey, that the way in which I have chosen to approach chemo is to bring joy to it to bring laughter to it, to bring engagement with it, to bring a dynamic in that room that is so opposite of what people are feeling in their hearts. So what I know is that you can have a different experience and you can enjoy the present moment that you are having no matter what life is dishing to you. There is joy in that moment to be brought to others and to yourself. And last but not least, what I know is that we have an invitation to walk our life in the direction of our dreams. That we have an opportunity to walk the life we have been given. That's right, you and I are walking it. There is not some outside source doing this to us. There is a life that has been given to you and I and you and I have the responsibility to walk it. To walk it. And the way in which we walk it is particularly important. Your map is your inner guide. I'm going to read to you a story that my grandmother had in her journal, and I've read it to you many years ago when I first got here. But it is, I think, the most important thing my grandmother has ever written or ever taught me in my life. Sit still. My mother's voice has said it again and again, and teachers in school have said it, and I, in my turn, have said it to my children. Why do adults say this? I can't recall any child really sitting still because some adult says to. This explains why several stills are followed by sit down and shut up or shut up and sit down. My mother once used both versions back to back, and I smart mouth that I was, just asked her which one she wanted me to do first. My mother gave me that look, the one that says you're murdered and dead. At such a moment, An adult will say very softly, in one syllable at a time, get out of my sight. Any kid with a half a brain will get up and go. Sitting still is powerful stuff. It's on my mind as I'm writing this on the first day of December in 1988, the anniversary of a moment when someone sat still and lit a fuse and changed the world. On this day in 1955, a 42-year-old woman was on her way home from work. Getting on the public bus, she paid her fare and sat down in the first vacant seat. It was good to sit down and her feet were tired. As the bus filled up with passengers, the driver turned around, told her to give up her seat and move to the back of the bus. She sat still. The driver got up and shouted at her, move it. She sat still. Passengers grumbled, cursed at her, pushed her and physically tried to get her out of the seat. She sat still so the driver got off the bus called the police and they hauled her off to jail and into history Rosa Parks not an activist or a radical a quiet conservative church going woman with a nice family and a decent job as a seamstress just like me for all the eloquent phrases that have been turned about in the place of history she didn't get on the bus looking for trouble going home was all she had in mind I love this line she was anchored to her seat by her own dignity rosa Parks simply wasn't going to be called a nigger for anybody anymore and all she knew how to do was sit down and be still there is a great simplicity in doing this all the great religious leaders have done it buddha sat still under a tree jesus sat still in the garden Mohammed sat still in a cave, and Gandhi and King and thousands of others are brought sitting still to a perfection as a powerful tool of social change. It even works with little kids. Instead of telling them to sit down and shut up, you sit down and shut up. Before very long, they'll pay a great deal of attention to you. And students in class are also thrown by a silent stillness on the part of their teachers. And sitting still still works for grown-ups. Grown-ups. On that same bus route Rosa Parks used to travel, anybody can sit anywhere on the bus now, and some of the drivers are black, both men and women. The street where they hauled her off? Rosa Parks Avenue. A new religion could be founded on this one sacrament. To belong would be simple, sit down and shut up. You wouldn't have to congregate on a special day unless you belong to CSL Colorado Springs and Colorado Springs. No hymns, no dues, no creeds, no preachers, and no lousy potluck suppers. All you have to do is sit down and shut up, just like your mother told you to. Amazing things could happen in our world. Every chair, park bench, and sofa would be a church. Rosa Parks is now moved on, doing most of her sitting still in a quiet retirement home where she used to live, where that seat is still dedicated to her. The memorials to her are countless, but the best ones are the living tributes and forms of millions of people of every color, race, creed, sexual orientation, getting on the bus every evening, sitting still, anchored by their seat in their own dignity. I know there is a heaven, and I have no doubt Rosa Parks will go there. I imagine the moment when she signs in with the angel at the pearly gates, they'll say, Ah, Rosa Parks, we've been expecting you take any seat in the house, and sit down and shut up. (laughs) Your map is your inner guide, the voice within you that knows exactly what to do. It knows exactly what to do. It knows that the decisions and the choices that must be made are always made out of love, respect, powerfulness. But we get so caught up in the outside world and the frenzy of the media. After a while this morning, I couldn't listen anymore to the shooting. I just couldn't. It's too hard. It breaks my heart. What are we doing? How many times do we need to do this to figure out that it does not work? And my inner voice says to me, Norm, as many times as people need to have it happen, it will happen. Until you and I, which are the solution, are going to understand that it's been about love the entire time. Your inner voice knows this. If we would sit and listen and be still. The Gospel of Matthew, Jesus has this wonderful story that's one of my favorites. It says, Then he got up into the boat, and his disciples followed him. And suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? He then got up, rebuked the waves, and it was completely calm. Our inner faith knows how to calm the seas. Our inner faith knows what to do with the shootings. The God within knows exactly what to do with every single destiny and situation in your life and in mine, if we can be still enough to hear. Please forgive me if I don't talk much at times, it's loud enough in my own head The chatter of the outside world and the stuff we're making up in our head doesn't allow us to be still and know that the plans for your destiny and mine have already been given and they whisper in our hearts. But in order to hear it, we must be still. We must learn to listen because every time you don't follow your inner guidance, you feel a loss of energy, a loss of power, a sense of spiritual deadness but when you do follow your inner guidance life you will fill your soul and you will know exactly what to do the two are very different one depletes energy the other absolutely gives energy that's the key where can we find it in the stillness in the quietness of our heart how do we know when truth is talking that's a really good question these days Here's what I've discovered. What I know is that truth moves us toward love for ourselves and others. If it doesn't, it is not truth. If it causes division, and it causes hurt, and it causes anger on the planet, it is not the truth. It is not what is going on in our hearts. Secondly, it ultimately brings enjoyment, peace, connectivity, oneness. What I know is that when the truth is speaking, there is no sinking feeling that something is wrong. There is a divine confidence that knows all is well. When truth is speaking, our body unclenches. We stand and we trust and we know. Because your inner spirit and mind is speaking through our body. And last but not least, truth is speaking, there is a sense of clarity, excitement or relief and an undeniable knowing. And it is all centered in love. Not centered in hate, fear, separation, violence. It's not found anywhere there. It's found in the powerfulness and the stillness of love. What I know is confidence is silent, insecurities are loud. When we are confident and we listen to that still inner voice, it gives us a powerful strength in our own life. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, puts it this way. The Supreme Being is at the center of each one of us. To it, we may come for guidance, and from it, we may draw both inspiration and the power to live, stand, walk, and move forward. Our destination is to allow this life force to flow through us. It is already available. All that we need if we open ourselves up, if we are still enough to really listen in the process. Secondly, enjoy the journey. Most of us are caught in when I have, say that. Yeah, we're always like we're always anticipating what's coming down the road. Have you not noticed this? Well, when I get the house paid off, then I'm going to retire. When I... And then you fill in the blank, and it's this constant battle. And what I notice is, even when you do pay off the house, or even when you do what you think you're going to do, there's another what? There's another one. Yeah, there's another one. And what happens is we keep living there over and over again. I love this story because... It so powerfully teaches us that that's not where life is, never has been. Once a fisherman was sitting near the seashore, under the shadow of a tree, smoking his little cigar. Suddenly a rich businessman dressed in a full suit, passing by, approached him and inquired as to why he was sitting under a tree, smoking his cigar and not working. To this the poor fisherman replied that he had caught enough fish for the day. Hearing this, the rich man got angry and said, "'Well, why don't you catch more fish "'instead of sitting in the shadow and wasting your time?' The fisherman asked, "'Well, what would I gain by catching more fish?' "'Well, you could catch more fish and sell them "'and earn more money and buy a bigger boat.' "'And what would I do then?' asked the fisherman. "'Well, you could go fishing in the deep waters "'and catch even more fishes and earn even more money.' "'Well, why would I do that? "'And what would I do then?' Well, you could buy more boats and employ more people to work for you and earn even more money. And what would I do then, asked the fisherman. Well, you become a rich businessman like me. Well, what would I do then? Well, you could enjoy your life peacefully. Isn't that what I'm doing now, said the fisherman. <laughs> what is your what if? What is that place that you keep and I keep going to instead of enjoying this present moment. Because enjoying the present moment creates the destiny. The destiny of the great I am, that power that breathes, lives, moves, and has its being in you and I, is not found in the what if and the off then. It is found in the fisherman sitting under the tree smoking his cigar, knowing that what he has done is enough. He is enough. He feels enough. And when you are enough, you can live in this present moment. The power of it. Life is about moments. Don't create them. Don't wait for them. Enjoy them. The best part about my chemo is my God squad. Because I get quality time with them. To talk about life. To talk about what is. To open our hearts. To simply be. As I look around the chemo room, that's not what's going on. The TV is blaring. People are in agony. People are in pain. But they could be in the present moment. We could be connecting. We could be living powerfully because the trick is to enjoy life. Don't wish away your days waiting for better ones ahead. It is this one that you have been given, this present moment that resides for you and I to enjoy. And as we live moment to moment to moment, we create the destiny. And as we create the destiny, we begin to look back on the moments and realize, the destiny was always the present moment. That which was really important. When you are holding your baby and looking in its eyes, that is the moment. When you are holding the hand of an elder who's about to make their transition, it's the moment. When you are eating luscious food and savoring it in your mouth, it is the moment. Yeah, we're just about to do that after you give me the collection. (laughs) The past and my future depends on today. That's right. How you color your past depends upon this moment and savoring that moment. So stop waiting for Friday. Oh, my God, the news people build it up. I watch it, listen. to Well, it's Friday. And I'm thinking, well, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to be different on Friday? Yeah, we're supposed to be living at every moment. Stop waiting for Friday, the summer, for someone to fall in love with you for life. Happiness is achieved when you stop waiting for the, waiting for it and make the most of the moment you are now in. Instead of waiting and waiting and waiting. People wait till Fridays and then they live like hell on the weekends, and then they go back in on Monday and they look like hell. Now tell me what that's about. Enjoying the moment, living your life, living your destiny, living the job. Life is best for those who are enjoying it. Difficult for those who are comparing it, worse for those who are criticizing it. Your own attitude defines your life, so enjoy your life for each moment. Which one are you in this lineup? Are you enjoying it? Are you comparing it? Are you criticizing it? Are you making fun of it? Or are you simply living it, being exactly who you're called to be? Last but not least, we have to walk our life. We have to walk it. It means we're responsible for every single moment. One of the best things I get to do are memorials. Yeah. I love doing memorials because I get to capture a life. I get to listen to the stories and understand that the stories that are being told at the memorial have happened over a lifetime. There's a powerful poem that I absolutely love called The Dash. I share it with you today. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of his friend. And he referred to the dates on her tombstone from beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of her birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash in between those years. For the dash represents all the time that she spent on earth. And now only those who love her know what little life that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live in love and how we spent our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that you still have the power to rearrange if we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way people feel, and be less quick to anger and show appreciation for more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved them before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read, and your life's actions are about to be rehashed, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? How are you walking your dash? What I know is you need to do more things that make you forget to check your phone. (laughs) Because whilst you're checking your phone, you have checked out. Thinking a life is somewhere else. The powerfulness of the dash is living that period that you and I have been giving fully, powerfully, lovingly, and changing our planet. The most important things is to enjoy your life, to be happy, and that's all that matters. Audrey Hepburn. How are you living the dash? How are you walking the life? Because living your best life is your most important journey in life. It's the only one you've been given at the moment. How are you spending it? Do you spend most of your time aggravated? Do you spend most of your time making fun of people? Do you spend most of your time doing things that really don't cause you life? Is that how we want to live our dash? Creating our destiny. Open your eyes, look within... Are you satisfied with the life you're living? Bob Marley, part of a song. Maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe the journey is about becoming unbecoming, everything that isn't really you, so that you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. How are you unbecoming so that you can become who you are? I was so struck by Lori's song. Lori has a a powerful song that I'm going to ask her to come up and sing. So musicians, wake up. (laughs) What is it on picnic Sunday? It's like y'all smoke weed before you get here. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Because your head's on the barbecue. So I want to know how did this song come about?
1: Well, that's, you know, when you were... It brought me back to that. It was several years ago, and I was at a crossroads in my life where everything on the outside of my life looked good. It looked right, but there's something that didn't feel right. So I had to, I had to be brave, but first I had, to, I had to get really quiet. I can remember the night I lit some candles, and I just, um, I just kept listening and writing, and what came to me, and you said it earlier, the voice that came said, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And that is what I had to, to face. And, I, and then once I looked at that, it just kind of, um, it dissipated. It didn't have the, the power. I mean, it was still difficult to make the choice that I did, but it was the right choice. And it wouldn't, I, I had to, to not, um, I had to just, yeah, I had to go within and, and not think about what other people would think care what other people would think or how they would see it it was it was my life that I had to live so that's where the song it was really a prayer that came through me so walk your life is what I heard and that was a a, a prayer that was a mantra that was given to me so for me to
0: share so tell them that we did not talk about this ahead of time because we did not
1: we did not and I I didn't mm -hmm. but when
0: I listened to the song I thought wow you know the the walking the dash is so critical take us there
1: thank you
2: The music deep inside, play it in your soul. Just listen to the melody, it knows the way to go. Cry those tears. you think looks right, you gotta let your brave and faithful heart, let it take you through the night. Just like a lover's voice Walking free No matter what your life has been the call You get to make
0: Join your hands in prayer. Ah, there is one power and one presence. Spirit God. That still small voice that whispers to us this morning walk your life, walk it proud, walk it freely. I know I am one with that divine voice, that divine walk. I know each and every person this day, in this space, on this planet, is one with that divine voice. That invites us to look at the dash. That invites us to walk with strength, to create the destiny we are seeking. And the destiny is clear to be fully who we are, with the inner map speaking to us at every moment. So what I know and declare for us this day is that we remove all fear, we remove all violence, we remove anything in our space does not allow us to walk in the power and presence of peace. We sit down this day and in the stillness, we hear the voice that calls us all forward to high consciousness, to live the powerful life we have been given with great peace, with great dignity, with great love with our brothers and sisters on the planet. That is what I claim for us this day. So whatever block we are experiencing this moment in our lives, we release. We open the space, the dash, as we walk forward, knowing that we are well provided for, knowing that all that we need has been given to us to simply walk our life. I claim that not only for us, I claim it for the United States of America. I claim it for every country in the world, that we join hands together in peace, in love, We remove all violence and we stand in the powerfulness of who we are. I claim and know that for us this day. I'm in such gratitude that we have been given the power to live the dash, given the power to walk our life, given the power to be still and know that what needs to be said is said, that it is whispered in our ears and that it always is about peace, love, joy, and transformation. I claim and know that for us this day with such a grateful heart. I simply release this prayer unto the universal law because I know the minute we have spoken this, the universe gets busy opening up opportunities, allowing us to live this present moment, allowing us to know exactly what we need to do. I claim and know that for us this day. I simply release this unto the universal law knowing it is already done. It is already accomplished. It is already unfolding. And with one voice, we sing and remember exactly who we are.
2: I am the place where God lives,
0: moves and breathes, and has his feet. I am the place where God shows up.
2: where God shows up I am the place where God is, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up with God. So-
0: so it is. It's the dime we get to circulate our good in life, get to live fully in the joy of prosperity. So I invite you to take your tithe, your gift, your hand, place over your heart. And I invite those who are also part of our online ministry to join us in the circulation of their gratitude and good as well. So let us pray our affirmation together. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source, and so it is.